What's going on, Sunbelt fans? My name is Dominic Crusetto, the host of the Sunbelt Syndicate Podcast, where we review the week that was and look forward to the week ahead in Sunbelt football, basketball, and baseball all year long. Follow on all social platforms, including YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. All right, let's check out baseball. It's been a while since I've been on here, so I wanted to get us all caught back up with how the season ended, how that tournament looked for mostly everybody, but you know, four teams were the ones that didn't make the tournament, as those of you are mostly aware at this point. Uh, so let's look over the final standings first, since we'll kind of eliminate those four teams from anything further. Uh, we had Coastal Carolina taking the regular season championship with a conference record of 23-7, and followed very closely by Southern Miss at 22-8. and We had a two-way tie between Troy and Louisiana uh, for third place at 18-12 and each. Texas State all by themselves at 17-13, and followed by App State at 16-13, and JMU 15-13, Georgia State and Georgia Southern both finish with 16 and 14 records. That will do it for the winning conference records. After that, we've got ODU, who kind of really went on a a downward spiral towards the end of the season after a really great start to finish the season only 15 and 15 within conference. They still had a great overall record at 32 and 23, so still over 30 wins, which is very hard to do and impressive. But within the conference, they just... Kind of fell apart there towards the end of the season. Uh, Bats were still working pretty well. Uh, Just seemed like a a little bit of struggle everywhere else, and they they finished only 500 there in conference. And then we will finish up with the four teams that failed to qualify for the Sunbelt Conference Baseball Tournament, which would be South Alabama finishing with a disappointing 11-19 record, followed by Arkansas State, who didn't even reach 10 conference wins, going only 9-19. ULM and Marshall really dragging up the rear here. Uh, ULM finishing with a 6-23 conference record and Marshall with a only 5-24 record. One note on Marshall is that they really didn't play any true tried-and-true home games. Uh, they were playing at a minor league ballpark that was a little bit further away from campus. Now, it was a nice park, so there's really not a ton of excuse as far as the amenities go. The problem that you could put towards maybe a few wins, maybe a handful at most, uh, because it's also a talent thing as well. But for the most part, you know, it it could have sided with them to play a little closer to home, more fans in the stands, more students being able to attend the games. So that should change a little bit in Marshall's favor just on the home field aspect going into next season. So since we've wrapped up the overall conference standings from the regular season, let's talk about this tournament and round that up a little bit before we get into the NCAA postseason uh, that we had four teams qualify for. So really quickly, we had two really cool matchups to start the tournament out when James Madison played ODU to kind of set up what I called the Virginia State Championship. And we had Georgia State playing Georgia Southern for essentially the Georgia State Championship. Just a little fun with that. We had JMU kind of yeah, you know, they were the higher seed, but with how Old Dominion had played, it wouldn't have been shocking to see either one of these teams win uh, pretty close as far as numbers were concerned. So not a massive upset 
if ODU would have won. But o- James Madison, the number seven seed going in, did beat ODU two to one in that first game to eliminate the Monarchs from the tournament. Followed by Georgia State taking down Georgia Southern eight to five in that one. Again, not. No upsets yet. We we went chalk straight through here for the first little while as Troy the next di- the next day would take down App State ten to nine in a great game though because it did go ten innings. It was a back and forth affair, a really good one to watch, especially if you're a Troy fan. Uh, even App fans were really liking that game for a little while, but uh, Troy ultimately came out on top again. Southern Miss number two seed over number seven seed James Madison seven to one. Coastal Carolina. Gets by in a close one there in the early stages of this tournament, which you could read into and know where they were going to head after that. But they get by Georgia State five to four, so just one run separated those two teams there. Louisiana took down Texas State six to one in a four five matchup, and that would again read into that a little bit of where that put the Cajuns towards the end of this tournament. Then we had App State taking down and eliminating JMU eight to seven the following day. Texas State took care of Georgia State 6-5 in 12 innings. So again, Georgia State really came up, came together there towards the end of the season, put together a very solid finish uh, for where they were seated and where they had been throughout most of the season. I'd say a very respectable run there in the tournament overall. Southern Miss would then defeat Troy 7-6. And Coastal Carolina would get the better of Louisiana 6-3 to in their first matchup of the tournament. And then we would on Friday, we would have some rematches. App State would get some revenge and take out number 3 seed Troy 14-10 to to stay alive and get into the semifinals in the Sunbelt Baseball Tournament for the first time ever. We had that followed up with Louisiana taking out Texas State 12-6, doubling them up. That game never really close, except for obviously the very start of that one. The Cajuns in full control after they got going there. App State would then beat Southern Miss in the first of two matchups as they had the only loss. Southern Miss would have had to lose twice to get eliminated from this tournament. So a a little surprise there for most as App State would win that first matchup, therefore, too. And then Louisiana would take down number one seed Coastal Carolina, 7-3, to also forcing a second game in that one as Coastal would suffer their first loss of the tournament. But the high seed would win the following matchup as Southern Miss defeats App State 11-1 to in just seven innings and run rules them there to move on to the championship game on Sunday. In the other game, Louisiana would once again beat number one seeded Coastal Carolina 4-1 to to quite easily advance into the championship game as well. Their number two seed Southern Miss meets number four seed Louisiana. And that one close early. And I think towards probably, if I remember correctly, something like the fifth inning started to get a little bit outpaced there. Southern Miss taking a little bit of control, ultimately winning the Sun Belt Conference Baseball Tournament 6-2 to and taking what they would hope to be a great chance at hosting a regional matchup, although it would be not come to fruition, unfortunately. Uh, for those that have been following along, uh, somehow, some way, there is 16 host sites for the regional matchups, and the SEC was granted or gifted eight of them. Half of them are going to SEC teams. Uh, I, I don't like how that works out. Uh, I realize that the SEC does seem to be like the strongest conference in baseball. There's not going to be an argument from me there in that respect. However, uh, I really don't like the fact that you're rewarding 
one conference with that many host sites, host institutions, I guess I should say, um, you know, you know, to see them get five, six, certainly. That's probably very understandable and probably where they should be. Uh, there's a couple teams and certainly, absolutely, 100% Southern Miss should have been one of them. They won their conference tournament. They almost won the regular season. And they've got an overall very impressive record. And they weren't granted. And, and, and here, one of the points I've missed just now, they also sell out their entire allotment of season tickets and fill their stadium repeatedly. So I, I really just don't understand um, that reasoning behind the committee. Uh, so I do think that Southern Miss uh, was was given a, a short straw, so to speak, there. Uh, but they did still make the tournament. That really wasn't in question. It's just going to be where would they end up, right? Uh, we knew Coastal was going to host as they were the regular season champions and uh, only ran into a hot Cajun team there. Maybe they were cooling towards the end of the tournament a little bit. But again, they're still going to be thought highly of, especially playing at home in their regional as they host Ryder, Duke, and UNC Wilmington. So that'll be a close regional matchup there. Duke probably about three hours away, roughly. Ryder seems to be the school that's furthest away. So Coastal shouldn't have a ton of issues with a lot of the teams here in this bracket. And for those of you who don't know how this works, uh, essentially you've got four teams, two matchups, the winners move on, the losers go down to the elimination bracket. Those two teams then play, one would be eliminated, the other would move on to face the team that loses from the winning uh, matchup. So one loss doesn't kill you in this, uh, two losses you're out, and I don't know, this to me, I guess I should explain it this way. That to me, this is a really tough tournament to win, uh, and you, you say, you know, yeah, that's obvious. But uh, basketball is one and done. But there is a different aspect when it comes to baseball, right? In basketball, uh, besides injury, let's say um, you've got a very consistent five or six or seven, maybe even eight, if you've got a deep bench, that are going to continuously play for you each and every game. And you're going to be able to know what kind of matchups you've got going forward. In baseball, obviously, you've got starters that are on the mound. You want to throw your best starter against your toughest opponent. So you don't necessarily use your best pitcher in the first matchup. Uh, especially if you think that you match up well against somebody, you might want to save them for that second matchup that's coming just the next day. So there's a lot of short rests. There's going to be... A lot asked of these pitchers, uh, especially the more talented ones, to come in and get these things done. Maybe give them a good start and then take them out pretty quick and save them. Uh, especially if you get a hot start and you realize, hey, man, we don't need to throw this guy all game long. Um, we've got a lot of other talented pitchers who can get the job done as long as the bats are working. So you've got to have that aspect to it. Coastal's well-rounded in that regard. Their toughest probably matchup in this region, I would say, is Duke. They're coming out of the ACC, which is also one of the stronger baseball conferences. Uh, they should be able to dispatch a rider, I would think, in their first matchup. I don't expect UNCW to take out Duke, but obviously it could happen. Um, that would, in all likelihood, set them up with a Coastal versus Duke matchup there in that second game. That one would be really interesting and uh, 
fun to watch, I think. So I think they can come out of that region. I think they're only real tough matchup it, it would be duke uh, so we'll see what happens there but i believe coastal and duke should be the winners in those first two matchups to set them up well for the remainder of that regional uh stepping into the next regional we'll jump over here over to the other side down in coral gables miami hosts maine texas and then Louisiana Ragin' Cajun. So checking out the first two matchups there, you've got Maine versus Miami. Obviously, Miami being the home team in the Stronger Conference, most people are going to expect them to take that one. You've got a real tough matchup with Louisiana facing Texas in their first game there. Uh, I don't know what to make of that one. Texas had some surprising results this year. Uh, but ultimately still a very good baseball team, obviously from a very rich baseball state. Uh, so I think that one's going to be tough for the Cages, but I think they're hot right now. Uh, they've got a, a lot of experience and depth on that team, uh, and I think they're probably playing with a lot of confidence. So, yeah, they dropped that last one to Southern Miss, but Southern Miss is obviously a very good team, has been all season. It'll be interesting to see what this Texas thing is. Matchup wise, I think Miami is going to win that first matchup without a huge concern there over Maine. That next next one with Louisiana and Texas is just it's such a toss up for me. Um, I want to favor the Cajuns and I'm going to hope that they take it, uh, but they could be in a tough spot if they lose that first one. They win that first one, they've got a chance to to kind of back their way back in uh, after you know winning that first one will give them a little bit of a cushion, uh, should say. So. You know, hopefully they can get in there and take care of Miami, take them out their home spot. That'd be great, especially for the entire conference, but certainly for the Cajuns who felt probably a little disrespected uh, with some people saying they didn't even deserve to be into the tournament. I think most people did, and that's good, but there were certainly some that uh, did not expect them to make it, and I think they're going to want to really prove their worth there in that regard. So then we'll jump over to the Tuscaloosa regional as alabama is going to host Nichols, troy and boston college and uh they're gonna maybe hopefully set up a nice matchup there in the second round with alabama playing troy although boston college is no slouch uh just because they're way up north like that i think a lot of people think that the power of baseball resides in the south and it certainly does but uh don't rule out boston college again good baseball conference that they're coming from and they performed very well in that this year so they're not going to be an easy out and troy did slump a little bit in that tournament especially losing to app like they did um we'll see what they've got uh it's not going to be an easy out but i would love to see them match up with alabama there in that second matchup and perform very well so i'm hopeful that troy can come out of that one but we'll see. It's going to be a tough matchup to take down, you know, in-state flagship school, Alabama, and it's certainly going to be tough to take out Boston College in that very first matchup. And then obviously the last one, Southern Miss traveling to Auburn, where Auburn, the 13 overall seed, will face and host Penn in the first matchup. And then Sanford from the Sun uh, South, uh, South Southern Conference. Man, I got tongue-tied on that which is weird because app state used to play in the southern conference so i should be used to that one but sanford from the southern conference will then take on southern miss in the second matchup i think you've got to think auburn and southern miss 
are bound to meet in that winner's bracket of that game there. Southern Miss just too hot. Again, probably even more so than the Cajuns. They've got a very veteran lineup, a coach who has already announced his retirement. They're going to want to go out on a high note for him. You've got to think they're going to perform very well. And also, as good as they've been and as hot at a streak they are, and they're also feeling disrespected. Again, they're not they were not chosen to be a host within this tournament. Um, so they've got everything really working for them. They've got the confidence. They've got the uh, the underdog feel. And uh, I think they're ready to go in there and surprise a lot of people. I don't think they surprise a lot of us who watch them throughout this baseball season here in the Sun Belt. But I think they could surprise a lot of people nationally by taking out Auburn. Um, I'm not sure if you expect to do that because Auburn's not an easy out whatsoever and obviously going to be playing at home. That's going to provide them quite a bit of benefit. But it wouldn't shock me at all to see Southern Miss uh, take Auburn out and uh, move on and really represent the Sun Belt. I'd love nothing more than to have two teams come out of these regionals and advance to the Super Regionals, but that is a tough ask. Again, this tournament is incredibly difficult. Again, from the outside, you think, oh, basketball's tougher. It's one and done every game, whereas you could lose one in baseball. But again, there's that aspect of not having the exact same roster every single time you're going up against an opponent. Um, and all those little tiny intricacies that baseball presents to you on, on an, an, any certain matchup. Uh, so it's going to be a really tough tournament, but a really fun tournament. The fact that we've got four teams that we can be checking in on, and obviously if you're a stout, devout fan of one of the four, you got an even better interest. I'm obviously just hoping everybody wins because none of us are playing each other, and as an App State fan, I'm just going to be rooting for the Sun Belt to represent in general because I've had them – as one of the stronger baseball conferences in, in the entire country all season long, um, probably the ones that were only routinely ahead of them, okay, was the SEC and ACC. Um, at points in times, I'm not saying this out, it finished out, but at points in times, you could have argued that the Sun Belt was third best baseball conference overall in the country uh, at certain points of this season. Uh, behind only the ACC and SEC. So I, I'd really love to see the Sun Belt show a lot of pride and power and take out some of these bigger teams uh, because, let's face it, you earn respect. And so you're going to have to win these. Just performing well and not winning doesn't get you the respect you really want. You've got to start taking out these powerhouse teams uh, and shocking some people in their, in some sense uh, in that regard. So with that We will end this episode, wrap this up. Thanks for sticking with us. Sorry that I haven't been the best with the baseball coverage here at the end of the season, but I was taking in a lot more baseball than I ever had uh, and enjoying a lot of the visual aspect of that and focusing on some of the video content that I've been providing. So check us out along the way. We're going to keep doing some score updates over the weekend for all the baseball action and be sure to follow along as we continue with the podcast throughout the postseason for baseball play. Thanks for listening.